1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Get the Holy Water and Drop It Low for Jesus. I'm going to just let that resonate with all of you Get the Belt listeners. Get the Holy Water and Drop It Low for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because in the Bible it does actually say that anything is a form of praise. So whether you're dropping it low or dropping it up high, does that even make sense? I don't know. But yes, welcome back to another episode of Get the Belt and I am your host, Miles. Um, And let's just kick off the show straight away with a word of the week. So my word of the week, I'm not going to come on still other someone else's words so i'm gonna let you guys know that this isn't my these are not miles's words i'm re reusing them because they really inspired me so earlier on i think it was last week i was listening to you know the queen uh not beyonce the other queen oprah winfrey i was listening to her her podcast super soul conversations and she said something which really hit home and really made me go oh shit like Wow, like that really summarized what I've been not trying to say, but like I've been believing in, but never known really how to vocalize it or put it in good words. And Oprah is the queen of phrases, of mantras, like she slays it. So she went on to say, doing what you shouldn't be doing is life's greatest teacher. Let that sink in. Just take a minute. Doing what you shouldn't be doing is life's greatest teacher. Shout out Oprah Winfrey. Hashtag when we're going to work together. Do you get? So doing what you shouldn't be doing is life's greatest teacher. I'm sure that every single one of us, uh, you listening right now, that you can understand and that can resonate with you. because. We always say in life, not just the good things, but even bad things. In hindsight, uh, some of us had the strength to say it when it's happening. But you know the saying, "Oh, everything happens for a reason." And we often say that, like after something good, after something bad, like you know, I went through X, Y, and Z. Duh, 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 duh. But imagine how powerful it could be if we could, during those times, especially the harder times, because they're they're the fucking worst. Uh, to think. Doing what, exactly what Oprah Winfrey said. Doing what you shouldn't be doing is life's greatest teacher. However, I, that doesn't go mean be go be fuck boy, go lie, go steal, go rape, go do wild things and be like, well, I'm, I, I'm doing what I shouldn't be doing. So she's like, no, 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 not at all. I'm not saying go actively be a dickhead and then use this um, word of the week as. As masquerading behind it, well, because I don't get the belt, they said no, 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 no. Let's not be mugs. Let's not be dickheads. I'm saying as we're actively every day trying to be, trying to be good, or at least we think we're trying to be good, or trying to better ourselves, or just trying to live our best fucking lives. You know, Uh, sometimes we do end up looking back and reflecting, going, "Oh well, I'm not. This isn't really what I should be doing." But you know, that's life's greatest. It is life's greatest teacher, and that is how we learn, and that's how we evolve, and that's how we become more connected and we discover ourselves more and that we discover our boundaries through that. You know, like I've said previously on the podcast and so is Kashmir, um, where we've spoken about things in our personal lives and professional lives at that, uh, where we've done things that are, you know what? I shouldn't have really done that or I shouldn't have allowed that. Maybe I shouldn't have entertained that or why did I do this? Being able to look back on it and go, do you know what? I learned so much from that is it almost takes away the guilt or the baggage that we will take from that situation and put on us as a like permanent label like for example when i've i've thought i've had boundaries and i've like not applied them and given myself the respect uh to apply these boundaries you know like a few weeks ago i was talking about a little situation I was in where, you know, someone I was going to see was really great guy, really nice guy, you know, nice things, like cute, fit, was caring, like we had a laugh, blah, 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 all of that shit. But like he had a lifestyle choice, which I didn't like it wasn't aligned with me. Like, you know, every now and then, like if you were to go out, like he would do the, the drugs then that ain't me, like, every now and then I might have a little weed, and even now, with my age, it doesn't sit well with me, I have one, two pools, and me, I think I'm going to die, like, I feel like I'm going to get, have a heart attack, anyway, we digress, but yeah, and I, from the get-go, was like, oh, it's fine, like, we spoke about, it, I was like, it is fine, you know, it's not like it does it every every day, or even every weekend, but, I made that there, there, right there, and then when I was like, mm, "It's fine," and I decided to ignore my boundaries and whatnot, I made a mistake. But do you know what? Back to the word of the week: doing what you shouldn't be doing is life's greatest teacher. And I shouldn't have been forsaking my boundaries because did it? Did it? Did it work out? No. Did it get me vexed? Yeah. Did did it get him vexed? Yeah, because he wanted to go and do, you know, his nice things. And I'm there like, bro, why am I on red? Why are you doing X, Y, Z? Da, 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 da. So he's probably thinking, oh, my God, I already told you, like, I like to do, you know, like, a few pills and lines sometimes when I'm at, like, chill. But in essence, that fucked me over. And I fucked myself over because I was the one that was doing what I shouldn't be doing. And I, at that time, should have maybe been like, no, let's did it out, but doing what you shouldn't be doing is our greatest teacher. And I learned from that. I really did. So now in the future, no matter how cute he, she is, no matter, you know, no matter what, I've done that once. And what we also need to realize is that doing from this word of the week, like, let's not be chukuchuku in the head and not be doing what we shouldn't be doing over and over again, because... When you do things over and over again, you don't learn from it. That literally is the Oxford Dictionary's ver- um, definition of crazy. So the only crazy we like is Beyonce, Giselle, and Oscar are crazy in love, okay? What we're not gonna do is do the same thing over and over again because, come on, if life is teaching you something, learn the first, maybe second time, but over and over, then you're just being wild, dumb. But yeah word of the week doing what you shouldn't be doing is life's greatest teacher. I want you guys to think about that and have a look at all the things that you may still have baggage from or feel hurt from or like for example I could have there's been times in my life where I've done things I shouldn't be I shouldn't have been doing and I didn't recognize that I actually learned from that um and I've ended up taking like having baggage and feeling guilty about it and like, oh, I did this. And maybe even at times played the victim to myself. Maybe not overtly, but like in like inside I'm like I was still having, I had this label of myself like, oh, I'm this, or I'm that or X, Y and Z. And it's like, nah, fam, like let's sit back, take a minute and go, right. Yeah, I did that. Maybe I shouldn't have, but let me take accountability of it and understand that that is life teaching me. And I've learned from it, and once you've learned that lesson, you can go about your business, do you know what I mean, and improve, and you won't you won't have to carry those 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 bags of bullshit that you've taken with you from these situations in life so for yeah for this w- for this week and for the rest of your days, know that uh life doing what you shouldn't be doing is life's greatest teacher, and you learn so much about who you are and who other people are. So it can only be nice things. It can really only be nice things. And I repeat, don't go doing that over and over again because then you're crazy and we don't do crazy. We like to move on, move forward and do nice things. With that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed the Word of the Week this week, uh, taken from Oprah Winfrey. yeah, reach out to the show uh, on Twitter and stuff. You know, we always like to say get involved. We are a community. We've got loads of you listeners uh, who love to DM us. Like, we, we we love a DM, but let's have this conversation with us all together because we absolutely love to hear what you guys have to say um, on Twitter, on Instagram. Use the hashtag get the belt pod or. If you want to talk specifically about word of the week, use that hashtag word of the week alongside Get the Belt Pod, so we can, so it's visible to us, and like we can all talk together. Do you get it? Because I'm sure that word of the week applies to all of us, because none of us are saints, and we've all done things that we aren't proud of, or not necessarily aren't proud of. Because I, do you know? What, let me take that back, because there are things I am proud of doing because I've learned that lesson from it. Aha, you see. So even with this word of the week it allows you to take things from the past which you would normally be like, oh, I'm not proud of that and have that bad feeling about it. To so be like, nah fam, like I learned from that. I am proud. Yeah, it was something that I shouldn't have been doing. I hold my hands up, but am proud? Yeah, because guess what? Life taught me. And now I don't go on mad and I don't do X, Y and Z and I will be doing these things in future because I've got this mentality that I've now learned from it and it's bettered me. Oh, you see, thank you, Oprah. So that has been your Word of the Week this week. Ah, so this week, how's my week been, guys? First of all, how's your week been? Have you had a good week? Yeah, obviously I can't really hear you, but like, you know, shout out to me on, on the old net if your week's been good or not. Like, have you been applying the Word of the Week from last week? Just get it. We had Kevin Shanty on, you know, he was doing nice things with us and told us to just get it. Like, stop faffing around. Stop fucking faffing around and just fucking get it. What did you get last week? How did you apply that? You've had a whole seven days. Did you do the word of the week? Did you apply it to your life? Did it motivate you? Did Did you do something different? Like, what did you go out and get? Was it something... Was it a materialistic thing? Did you go and get? Was it like a a savings goal? Was it a man? Was it a woman? You know, nice things. Did you get? Did you get to the gym? Yeah. Did you get to meditating? Did you get to eating good? Did you get to eating less? Eating more? What'd you get? <laughs> Let us know. Uh, but my week was good. And did I apply the word of the week? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I was back on it with my gym. Expect more thirst traps and inspiration inspirational quotes. Inspect more hashtag Hot Boy Summer Pictures, cause they will come. And you will enjoy. And if you don't, I'm following it. Aha. And no, I'm joking. Well, I'm not, because if you don't, why are you following? Um, but no, my week was good. I applied the word of the week. I made sure I was at the gym. My food prep was insane. I sent all the emails I needed to send. You know, this tax, honey. Some things weren't making sense on some of these invoices. I had to say, wow, these big, big corporations. And this year to date, some, some for some reason, is not adding up to my net for the year. Ah, huh? Why? Like Beyonce said, why is that? If you don't know that song, do your research. You ain't beehive. Why is that? You know, I really had to look wow, like look at these paychecks that they I I was like sorting out for my tax, and be like, wow, this big big comp- this big corporation that have like staff like teams and things in multiple offices, they're doing really doing chukukuku on my paycheck. And had I have been just like, ah. Uh, Let me just take this gross number and put it in there and just believe that they that they ain't making mistakes or being truthful or whatever. Like everyone makes mistakes, you get. Had I done that, wow, an extra three thousand on that on that on that pay would have been me doing tax on it, paying tax. When where is that? That three thousand is Madeline McCann, bruv. I ain't seen it. I don't know where it is. Let me know. But other than that, my week has been good. I've been productive. I tried to apply the weed of the the word of the week. You know what else have I been doing? Getting up to this week? I had pretty a pretty relaxed one. You know when sometimes I feel like my week is always blah 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 go 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 go. And to be honest, when was it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. My body said, "Fuck you, nigga, Go to bed and lie down and sleep because you're doing the most." And I think originally I thought it was like food poison or something because I went out the day before to the jazz cafe and ordered like, what did I get? Like an avocado wrap? No, and no, a halloumi wrap. And I felt fine that night, but the next day I woke up and I was just like, whoa. My energy, I felt tired, I had a bit of a headache. And then I got to work and then I was sweating more than I could and I just felt sick. I said, no. And then I got to, I, t- I said, sorry guys, I had to leave. I wasn't meant to be on stage and I hate going off. But I had to go home and just sleep. And when I say, wow, when I got home, luckily I wasn't sick. I hate being sick. Every time I'm sick, I cry. Like, I can't. But I got home. I think I had a glass of water. Got into bed at what? Quarter to three. Man woke up at half past six. Y- you think, oh, Miles, you only slept for three hours, but wait for it. Woke up at half past six. Shout out to my very, very good friend, Annie Phillips. You're a bad bitch. You're a hood bitch. You're a good bitch. You're a saved bitch. Drop it low for Jesus, girl. She rang me because I just messed her oh I'm a little bit ill, like whatever. I had to call in. Not call in, but leave work. And my girl really sent me some food. She knows I like food. Even when I'm sick, I like food. And she did a nice little delivery and was like, Miles, like, there's a man outside with like a nice burrito for you. I was to so say, you know when people... Because people always, are oh, get better soon. Or, you know, they send messages. When you actually out here demonstrating and really doing things. I'm not saying you have to buy something. But, like, actually, like, other than messages and words and, and tweets to show appreciation. Like, she actually showed, like, physically went out and did something for me. Like, Miles, you're sick. You need to eat some food. Like, sleep and eat and then go back to sleep. And I was just like, wow. Wow. I don't remember when someone actually like last did something for me like that that wasn't beneficial to them like she was at work minding her own and she did nice things so ah uh, the universe loves a baby girl and the universe hates ugly so be really nice to your friends and your family look out for them and show and demonstrate like Annie did, but yeah, she ordered me some food, and so I woke up at like half six, ate that, was real appreciative, and because I was still like feeling like shit, like I'm, my like got watery eyes, so I just thought, wow, someone really cares. <laughs> so I ate that, went back to sleep. I said, I think I got to sleep at like half past seven, man. When I say I woke up the next day at ten to like six in the morning or something like that. In total, I must have slept uh, like 16, 17 hours. Don't judge me on my maths. I'm a performer, and all I know is five, six, seven, eight. But I slept for a hell of a long time. Like that just shows. Like miles, yeah, work, work, work. Like Rihanna, but sometimes listen to your body and just like stop, stop right now. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. So apart from that day, the next day I still felt a bit mad, and my energy was a bit wayward. I didn't feel sick anymore, but like. I was still feeling a bit hot, like a little bit like tired, but the next day back to normal. And like, that's why this weekend that has just gone, I made sure I had Sunday free. I was going to go to Brighton Pride and do nice things. Uh, but I I couldn't. I just thought miles, the one day you get off in a week, I get one day, I work six day weeks, technically seven because on my set on the Sunday, I always end up trying to plan something like and like have a, a life like outside of podcast or performing or soul cycle or you know nice things Network. it like my one day off, I tried to do life. And so I'm like, oh, let me get up really early, go and enjoy Pride in Brighton, like get on train, do nice things, whatever. But I was like, do you know what, Miles, yeah, it's your day off. But then you, from on your day off, you're still waking up at stupid o'clock in the morning, getting home. You're, when are you going to rest? I know I'm always like, Beyonce is my idol and I'm trying to do it. But even my friend had said to me the other day, Miles, even Beyonce will go to sleep, you know, and sleep, sleep some good hours. And it might not be a whole 10 hours or eight hours she's sleeping. But the past couple of weeks, I've been running off of like five hours max. Except for that day I was sick. So, Sunday I was like, you know what? Let me sleep in and then let me just not do anything. And that doing, not doing anything, I ended up doing something. But like, it was simple. It was like, get on a tube when you feel like it. And I just went to like, you know, Victoria Park. I got some nice, m- nice food in the, their little market that they do. I sat on the grass. I breathed the fresh air. I was at one with nature and my iPhone. And You know, I just enjoyed, went home, ordered Nigerian food, had nice things. You know, I had my okra soup, my egusi and my eba. I bought two lots so I can enjoy that today as well. And yeah, I just chilled and relaxed. I didn't like do no work. I just, I just enjoyed. And that's what we all need to do. Not every day do something, do something, do something. Sometimes do nothing, do nothing, do nothing, do nothing. So, yeah, my week was good. Uh, yeah. And then I'm going to kick ass this week because now I feel like fully rested. I can really just do nice things. Do you know what I mean? Do you guys, like, on your weekends, do you always, like, pack it out? Like, for those working, night like, till Monday to Friday or to my other creatives, do you guys have, like, a one day where you dedicate time to, like, do nothing or, like, make no plans and see what life brings? Do you do that? I think I might do it more often or at least twice a month. The other two Sundays, I'll plan things, you know, go to Bristol, go, go places. But otherwise, yeah, I'm going to start doing that. But yeah, that, that was my week. It was good. It was productive. It wasn't full of bullshit. My Tinder gold is uh, running out soon because I'm sick and tired. Can you imagine on Tinder gold, yeah, for those of you that don't know, those of you that do know, know that it allows you to see everyone that has liked you. Can you imagine, yeah? I am now on 1,900 and something people that have said yes to me. I don't like any of them. I've gone back and forth like Aaliyah on on this thing and scrolled, scrolled, scrolled. And not not one of them. Maybe like two. Two at a push. Max. One of them dead, dead, dead. And then the other one, nice things that we met up and had nice convo. We'll see what happens. But otherwise, can you imagine a whole nearly 2,000 people and I don't like them? This is why I'm single, you know, I'm single for two, two, two years and a bit now. Because ugh, I don't know whether it's picky, I don't know what it is. And I've tried this whole, like, day outside of what your usual thing is. But, you know, if I can't get it hard, it's not by force. It's not by force do things. Because if it's not natural, then I don't, I don't want to know. Okay. But otherwise, yeah, good week and I'm ready for this week, especially using that word of the week. I'm just ready to do nice things and just lay and enjoy. Right, so let's get into melanin magnificence this week. Actually, before we get into that, I just want to, I just quickly really want to say like shout out to all the listeners that have supported this podcast from the get go. We've been going out a little over a year, or like a year and April, May, June, July. A year, like five months. Wow. Oh, it's, it's been quite a while. And, yeah, I just want to thank you guys for, like, supporting. For every week, listening to what myself and Cashman, all the amazing special guests that we've had on here from, you know, MNEK, Kelechi, Okafor, Josh Rivers, Keisha Renee. Like, we've had some dope-ass guests on here, you know, from... James Barber, who wrote Flat Share, the web series, like uh we've had nice we've had nice people on here and you guys have been here subscribing and sharing and tweeting and stuff. And I really want you to know that Cashmere and I appreciate it so much because without you guys listening, without you guys sharing and letting other people know about the show, about the people that we have on here, um, you know, all the people we shout in our Melanin Magnificence and stuff like that, like there would be you no know, get the belt, like you get like we wouldn't have that opportunity to grow. We wouldn't have the opportunity the opportunity to speak to other people and for other people to, you know, be inspired by the guests that we have on, to learn from our and feel motivated by our words of the week. Like you wouldn't allow us to to reach out to not just Our community specifically, but other people, you know, like I've had like a few white people speak to me like, oh, I listen to your podcast and I love it. And sometimes I'm like, wow, okay, like, you know, the kind of things that Kashmir and I will say on here, like we get we make a, a point at dragging Some of these white folk that really trounce on the day to day—that kind of white person that will stick their hands in your hair and be, oh wow, like this is like a poodle, like, like that's not cool, okay? I don't put my hair, my hands through your wispy hair and go, wow, this is really thin, like no, like you know, it's it's about, it's all about learning and growing, and so. When I get messages, or Kashmir, or the show in general, gets messages from, like, white people, or, like, straight people, or, like, people that are different from us, to go, do you know what, I really fuck with your podcast, and, like, I've learned so much, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore, and like, you know, when you spoke about this, I never knew that this is how certain people might feel, and, like, X, Y, and Z, or or just saying, right, you guys just make me laugh, like, I listen to it at work, and, like, I, people was always like, what are you listening to, and I have to be like, oh, uh, you know, I don't know, because some of the people in that office might be wayward, but, It's just really, we really appreciate you guys sharing and listening and being a part of the Get The Belt family. So just a big shout out to you guys for keeping the show alive and keeping us inspired and to make us continue to come into the studio and do nice things. Anyways, uh, Melanin Magnificence. So I wanted to give my Melanin Magnificence this week to like quite a few people. So I was doing a little reading. Uh, prepping for this week's episode, and I came across a, a article um, regarding a festival that is happening in the UK. I think it's going to be taking place in London on Sundays. So I'm going to read you this article written by Joel Campbell, and it's titled "This is um, This is Black Festival is a must attend." So um, opening the Bunkers Theatre Autumn season, the curated festival This Is Black will premiere theatre productions by four new and exciting black writers across the ultimate. Across the the alternating double bill. But, but, but. First of all, big up to all the new um, and exciting writers that they found. And congratulations on getting this gig. Uh, So basically, their things will be exploring family relationships. Triggered. Uh, And universal struggles. Uh, The festival will showcase... um, all the Shit I Can't Say to My Dad, which is written by Abraham Adeyemi, and Blue Beneath My Skin by Mckady Amoroso uh, with Pineapple by Chantel Ali and Melissa Saint. And Teleport by Ronke Adu-Koluejo. I'm sorry if I butchered anybody's names. So the festival is also going to feature a visual art exhibition which was created by Sophia Tassou, uh, an art director who has curated a number of seller exhibitions with brands such as ASOS and Converse. So I think it's really important to have these kind of things that Go on that highlight, you know, black talent, black writers um, and showcase the work. Um, uh, further on in this article, uh, one of the writers was saying, like, I did actually have a piece and we were going to take it to Edinburgh Fringe Festival, but he felt away. Because often you go to Edinburgh Fringe, and he said he went on to say that people won't take your flyers that like, for your show because they just think oh it's gonna be another you know typical black show where it's too aggressive, too loud, and not challenging enough, et cetera, et cetera and he said you feel displaced going to these spaces which are predominantly white, and I agree and don't agree like as in, like, there's a nuance there because what he's saying is true. Like, as a creator and and a podcaster, performer, myself, like, even, like, when I'm promoting this podcast, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't do it because, you know, we come from a rural place. We come from uh, an authentic place of blackness, queerness, uh, like, and... You know, in this podcasting world, like a lot of it is, you know, avocado squats and bougie rich white people that have got a million followers, and that's how you succeed. And like neither myself or Kashmir, <laughs> you know, have those things, so it's hard. And but what we shouldn't do is shy away from that, um, but create our own things. And sometimes. Uh, like, we are creating our own thing here With Nice Things Network And they've created this amazing festival uh, We should also be still going This is where I don't agree with him I still believe that we should do Beyonce, Ape shit And still go to these places And be like, right, well, yeah, this is a white A white, predominantly white um, uh, Occupied space But here we are with all of our black glory And even though you might not like it uh, Suck <laughs> a Like, we're here, enjoy Uh, So I'm going to be attending this uh, and my Melanin Magnificence goes out to the creators of this. Every single one of the writers involved, um, the actors involved and the artists. um, Hopefully I'm going to reach out to them and see if we can get uh, a couple of them to come on and speak about it. Uh, In this um, uh, write-up about the piece, it actually doesn't say when it is, but I'm going to do my own research. And by the time this is out on Wednesday, you'll be able to click a link to find out how you can go and support... And watch these amazing things, you know. So um, one of the plays, the All the Shit I Can't Say to My Dad, um, by Adeyemi, uh, it's a musical exploration of unresolved conflicts with a strained parent relationship. And I'm sure all of us can fucking understand that. Wow. Especially these African parents, honey. Jesus. It's a lot. Um, and... I'm excited to see that and how what, like, where, what similarities I can draw from it and what I can learn from it and just to see, you know, my life on, on stage. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Um, and then Mercadia Amoroso she is actually written and is, in, and is starring in her piece, which is a one-woman debut, The Blue Beneath My Skin, uh, which was uh, actually directed by established actor Janet Atuk. Uh, she uses her own experiences and poetic prose to capture the mixed race experience of identity and knowing your heritage. Uh, McKaydi uh, McC- explores the universal struggles of humanity. We can all feel blue, regardless of race, gender, or ethnicity. I'm here for like all of this. Also, by the way, um, humanity, uh, a debut by Spice Collective, uh, Spice with the spelt S P Y C E, uh, and then pineapple. P-Y-N and then E-A-P-B-L-E, Pineapple, yeah, uh, by writers Chantal Ellie and Melissa Sain is a vibrant and humorous new play grappling with the stereotypes surrounding young black women. Uh, that looks so cool as I well set in a hair salon, uh, you know, where women come together with different voices, but they all share the same opinions, views, and exp- or at least similar experiences. So I'm really excited about doing this. And thank God, you know, you know I don't work on Sundays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I'm really excited to go and enjoy this. And I'm really, really proud that, you know, we've got more young black people wanting to do things and actually making it happen. So my Melanin Magnificence goes out to all the names I mentioned then, all the names that I didn't mention that uh, are curating and have things to do with This Is Black Festival. So, guys, Melanin Magnificence goes out to you guys and For all the listeners listening, go out and watch it. It's a Sunday. You might see me there. And go network, do nice things, enjoy black entertainment, black art, and support. Do you get it? Support. So, yeah, Melanin Magnificence goes out to you guys. So, in Miles' Meshes this week. Oh, it's been a week, honey. Let's start with ASAP Rocky. So, I wasn't really following everything that was going on. So I had to do like, you know, some readings and and watch the videos that everyone had seen. So Aesop Rocky, as you may know, was arrested in Sweden. So he is on tour, on his European tour. And the videos show um, him and his team and his big ass bodyguard walking in daylight in the streets of Stockholm, Sweden. And these two white brothers are just following them. Like, uh following, just following them, they didn't need to be following them. I don't know why they were following them. Uh, the, um, ASAP Rocky posted the first video, um, where they're just these two white boys are continuously walking up to them, and like ASAP and the bodyguard are saying, "Go over there." Why are you following us? Just go away. Like, turn around. Uh, And ASAP Rocky commented on the video, or the caption was, so a few drug addicts, again, another reason why me and drug people don't go. Anyway, so a few drug addicts are not my fans, comma. We don't know these guys, and we didn't want trouble, comma. They followed us for four blocks, comma. And they were slapping girls' butts who passed, comma. Give me a break. Already. The video is showing these guys are following them and not just for small, small time, not one, two blocks, not three blocks, but four. Okay, so I doubt this is the first time that ASAP Rocky or his team turned around and said, you know, can you can you let us be like we are just trying to live our best black lives and just walk to get to wherever we need to go. And these guys weren't having it. And you know when you're when when madness is happening, some of you guys take out your phone straight away. But me, I know, I rarely take out my phone to like capture shit anyway because I don't know. But if if it does happen, time passes, and then I think, oh, do you know what? Like this is clearly not going anywhere. Let me get my phone out and do record. So ASAP, Rocky probably did the same thing, and he even mentioned above there like four blocks that they are here doing doing real. Um, annoyance and harassment okay it kept on going and more videos are posted of ASAP Rocky being like yo these guys are not leaving us alone Uh, and it ended up resulted it ended up resulting in them getting physical like period and unfortunately (laughs) the charges against the two boys that Started all of this Were dropped And guess what Shock 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 Uh Rocky gets arrested Now I don't think he should have been arrested Yes he did fling one of the boys Around the, the side and yes, that like you shouldn't do that. Like we don't endorse violence. But fam, if you've been following us now for twelve years a slave, and we've said turn around, turn around, turn around, and you keep on coming and you're slapping girls' bums and X, Y, and Z, and even my big, big bodyguard is telling you to turn around. You still are coming with your with your energy of less like, less beef. <sighs> it's not a surprise that hands were thrown. Um, no one was, like, seriously injured. But the fact that it was a black guy, ASAP Rocky, that got arrested, is just like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then the two white guys got away, charges dropped, no questions asked. It's just a bit... It's just typical racial, racist bullshit. Uh, And since then, many celebrities have gone online, including... (laughs) This is where it gets a bit problematic. Furthermore, uh, Kanye and... What's her name? Kim Kardashian, amongst other rap artists that have been like, Rasa, me, I'm not going to Sweden ever again. Understandable, because who the fuck wants to go there, be harassed by white people, and then you are the one that gets arrested? I cannot. So um, they even tweeted out to Trump hmm, to be like, yo, fix this. And, of course, Trump being Trump, the dickhead, (laughs) he did respond on Twitter and actually said, oh, my wife is the one that knew about this in the first place. And he's been in touch with Sweden and whatever, whatever. And now ASAP Rocky is back home. Uh, He's going to be charged later on this week. I think not this week, but next week on the 14th. I think he's getting like charged or whatnot or like they're going to have the hearing and find out what the verdict is. But he was charged for, um, um, but I'm guessing it would be on like bodily harm or like, I don't know. Donald Trump, as we know, or if you don't know, is in the process currently of his campaign for being re-elected, which I pray in Jesus and be able to say his name. It doesn't happen because wild shit is happening. And we will speak about the shootings in Get the Belt section, in the Get the Belt section. But yeah, um, he went out and yeah, he helped. So like props, but... Ugh. I really struggle to to celebrate anything he does, but fair enough. He helped and he got Rocky out of there, and I don't feel like Rocky should have been in prison. They had him like locked up until the date, and the the they originally had him locked up until the, the hearing was going to come. But I feel like that was a bit wild because they were saying that he's a flight risk. Like mate, like if he was a flight risk, surely. ASAP rookie would not have released a video saying "Leave us alone, leave us alone. We don't want trouble. We don't want trouble." And then later on, like got physical with them. A flight risk kind of person is is the person that is the two white boys that were and following them, wanting to beef. That for me spells flight risk. Not the person trying to avoid the situation. Do you get it? But you know, racists ah <laughs> nonsensical. So they um yeah. Trump is expecting, you know, the African Americans to be grateful <laughs> for him sending a few tweets and a letter or email to Sweden to be like, get this nigga home. Like, I see, I see beyond this one really shallow act. Uh, to appeal to the black vote over there. Like, you've already done too many fuckeries. Only last week, you were telling... uh, He was telling people in his... uh, A part of the government over there that they needed to go back to their own countries. The four women, we spoke about it on the show. He was telling them to go back to their own countries when the gag was they were actually born in the States. Like, his racist, homophobic, and divisive rhetoric that he's had prior to him even being in the White House... Will always surpass the small, small things he does Don't stop doing the small good things Like, you know, get free ASAP Rocket and bring him home Whatever But your, the, the bag of bullshit This whole crate of bullshit that you have Will never, ever Like, it will never be diminished by your small Trending things on Twitter to help you get a vote Like, it won't Thanks, but also no thanks until you've cut out your bullshit, until you cut out your bullshit, period. So, yeah, well done. Congrats uh, on getting home ASAP. Um, Yeah, uh, there were many things being spoken about, about the humane way he was being kept and he only had one apple a day and stuff. But, like, um, since then, ASAP Rocky's people have said, yeah, he was only eating one apple, but that's because he wasn't really hungry can understand why, but like the the facilities he was kept in were like were like okay, but whatever. Uh Yeah, so ASAP Rocky's home. Whoop to do. Um, it's annoying that he had to go through that, but you know, <sighs> racist. Uh Just don't go to Sweden, guys, <laughs> especially if you're black. <laughs> so a black lady sketch show, dope. So if you don't know, there is a new comedy on HBO. Shout out to my cousin who gave me a nice little login detail because I was trying to get it, watching it. I was trying to watch it over here in the UK, but oh, we always have to wait for nice things. But me, I don't like to wait, so I did what I had to do. Um, yeah, so a black lady sketch show with executive producer Issa Ray, Why? So if you know, I'm a big fan for many things that she does. Uh, another thing that she is really well known for is her hit show, I think on HBO as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, insecure, which is on season three now, gag, love it. I like, I relate to it. It's like the black friends, like, you know, like everyone's always around about friends, but me, I didn't really, I don't really get it. Like, it's not like, that's not my life. Like, I don't get it. Like, I laugh here and there, but like, it's not really relatable to me. Like, I don't see, I don't, I don't live in an apartment, nice, nice in you know New York or wherever they are. Like, I just don't relate with me. Whereas Insecure, wow, like I get it. All the I see my friends in those people, and not just looking at the actions. That I literally like some of them even look like my friends. Like I see my life on there represented. You get nice things. Well, she's the one of the executive producers behind this, um, alongside Robin Thede. Um, so it's a all black cast. but boop boop. Where it's just it's just a sketch show where they do like loads of different scenes. the The opening scene uh, of the season one episode one was <laughs> Megan The Stallion was playing in the background, so you already know it's going to be a vibe. In the very first scene, they had Angela Bassett come out and just be like, "Oh, I wish I could just sometimes be an okay bitch." You know, not a basic bitch, but just an okay bitch, because it's tiring being a like a badass bitch all the time. It's not verbatim, but something along those lines. Uh, the show's just funny, and um, they've got load. it's really creative. Uh, it's not your typical, or like, uh, stereo, yeah, you're not, it's not your stereotypical black show. Like, it is, it's got so much nuance, it's multifaceted, uh, where it's, not just all in a in a hair salon which is still funny you know it's 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 crazy as fuck like they play over a hundred different original characters it's four women that act in it um and they have so so many special guests you've um, so far we've had Patty LaBelle uh come on you saw Kelly Rowland in one of the scenes um who else of course we've just mentioned Angela Bassett. Um it you like so so many um oh not Letitia oh my god what the fuck Gabrielle Dennis uh Quinta Brunson Nicole Black Um ashy Nicole like just so many people And it's lit. And of course, we've got Issa Rae. I think she comes in a little cameo as well, which is nice things. But yeah, it's like 25 minutes long. It's loads and loads of different scenes of just pure bands. It's It's hilarious. It's relatable. It's black. It's funny. And it's just it's just a reminder of like how many black women are dope actors, writers, comedians, but yet don't have their own shows is like especially on a big like prestigious nest, prestigious network like that and that obviously is not just in the in the U, the US but in the UK all, as well like once upon a time little miss Jocelyn was gracing us and like that was dope but like then it just it just where did it go and it's a shame that we say we've only got one like there's that one show like we need more we need more we need more we need more because um you know, what's her name? Robin Thede, who uh, wrote and is also co-producing this with uh, Issa Rae, um, went on to say about the the way it's cast and it is all black. And she said something along the lines of that it is specifically cast, but it's universally funny, which it absolutely is. Like topics on the show were um, R. Kelly being cancelled and cancellation uh, culture in this day and age, uh, crazy things from the world ending and like what you're going to do in that situation. Um, the whole bad bitch <laughs> uh, club support group, hilarious. It's just it's just relatable, funny, and yeah, you guys should watch it when it becomes available in the UK, or if you know how to do nice things, go ahead and do that. But what it definitely does uh, let us know is that there are definitely more. There is more room and much needed space for black women and black comedians to come on and do nice things for us because there are so many black writers out there. Um, she had uh, this is um, Theed, uh, the producer Robin. Robin Theed went on to say in an interview that you know the industry I'm in, they were saying it's hard to find black like black comedians, black female comedians, and she was like, uh, Actually, no, like I reached out to like 28 that I knew and that wasn't even hard. And, you know, there's loads of them and I would have taken them all on, but I could only actually afford six. So this whole like shame on the industry for even saying that, because there's so many out there that like, you just don't want to give us jobs. And she went on to say, you know, I contacted agencies for writers, etc., etc. And she said they sent me like the usual same old uh, white guys that will never struggle to get work and will always be in will always be in work, uh so b- big up to her and the whole team on its first showing, like on its first screening, it was hilarious. I wish it was longer. It's only like twenty five minutes, maybe half an hour. uh it's so funny, so yeah, get onto that, watch that because it's dope, and again, it's you're opening you're opening up uh the space. For more Black women and Black people in general to come into these white, normally white spaces for comedy, entertainment, etc., and and create things. Uh, so, yeah, you guys need to watch that. Um, uh, what else? Returning to our screams, if we're continuing on this whole uh, entertainment shebang. Dear White People is back. I haven't got onto watching that yet. I like started the first three minutes and I was so tired I fell asleep. But yeah, Dear White People is back. I'm gonna get on that. That's way more easier to access if you're in the UK. That is just simple Netflix.com. You know, if you're if you're living your best life and you have your own. Log on to that Get watching it If you uh, You know If you're doing wild things And you know We're all on that one person's account Log into that person's account And get your life And watch it It's always going to be good Dear white people is always great Always funny Yet somehow still Very educational um, And yeah Love it Love it Love it So it's nice things for, for black people on 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 TV and stuff Get your life Unfortunately All Americans So come on UK people I want to see you. Tag, get the belt in in, in these shows. that like We want to put you guys on. We want to speak about it. We want to watch it. We want to consume y'all. Um, there is a new scheme. Uh, there was a British... Um, there was in Brixton, sorry. A Brixton workshop uh, that is taking place um, where it's basically inspiring and helping and supporting black uh, minority ethnic women to create their own businesses and launch their businesses. Um it is a part of a scheme to help black and, eth- and black and ethnic minority women set up their own businesses, and it actually attracted more than forty aspiring social entrepreneurs, which is amazing. Uh, the workshop is uh, funded by Tampon Tax Fund, uh, and it consists of twelve weeks. It's like a course which featured uh, addresses from women running successful businesses and workshops, and how to get ideas up and running. It's by the first steps in social enterprise. Uh, you can find them on Google. Um, you can Google them and get to their website. Uh and it took place in the Caribou Center in Brixton. Uh it was attended by the Lambeth Mayor, uh, who praised the scheme, who was which is also run by Olmec and the Real Change Collective. Again, again, those two um companies or groups you can Google them and get more information on. Uh so that looked super, super dope. Uh if you are a businesswoman or a black woman or a minority ethnic woman that has an idea definitely definitely reach out to them because they're here for you to help you get your ideas up and running and yeah go and do nice things like i thought that was really 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 dope and it's brixton you know it's like close well depending on where you live uh yeah to go and do nice things what else Ah, oh, so Ugh. mario lopez if you remember does anyone remember Save by the bell do you remember Saved by the Bell? Mm. Well, he went on to a podcast already, Align Bells. The podcast is a conservative one, uh, it's called The Candace Owens Show. Uh, he went on there in, like late June to talk about the importance of like family and faith and hard work, blah blah blah. But the conversation went kind of left when they started to talk about um, children picking their gender, etc., etc., et So let me just let me just read to you so you know I'm not just chatting bullshit. So this is his exact quote. Right, I am trying to. This is what he went, This is what he said. I am trying to understand it myself, and please don't lump me into that whole group. Uh, Lopez responded, I'm kind of blown away too. Look, I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously, and if I think you come from a place of love, you really can't go wrong. But at the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way or you think you're a boy or a girl or whatever the case may be, I just think it's it's dangerous as a parent to make this determination then. Well, okay, then you're going to be a boy or a girl or whatever the case may be, it's sort of alarming and, oh, my gosh, I just think about the repercussions later on. He then added, when you're a kid, you don't know anything about sexuality yet. Sexuality yet. You're just a kid. Okay. So it's dangerous for a parent to agree with that or to allow their three-year-old to say they feel like something that they're not, is basically what you were saying, or that, that physically they're not right now, like as you look at them. So, how hmm, do you have just stopped at where it said, like, just if you're coming pla- coming from a place of love, you really can't go wrong. That would have been great. You know, you didn't have to really voice any of your opinions, which are, I find to be quite trash. Um, but you're, you went on to say that it's dangerous if if you accept that and you like kind of like encourage that. Wow, so encouraging your child to express themselves honestly with their parents is dangerous. Wow, I think your opinion is dangerous. How about that? Uh, So when your child is there saying, oh, I think I'm Shrek today, what parent is telling their child, their three-year-old, no, you are not Shrek. You are Martin, okay, and you are three years old and you live in Greenwich, bitch. You do not live in a swamp. Like, that is wild, like, parents don't do that. If your little girl says, oh, today I'm Barbie, what parent goes, no, you're not. No, you're not. We encourage these things. So when a child goes, oh, I think, I, like, I'm a boy today, a little girl, you know, little Becky comes up, mom, I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm a bit of a Tom. Why would you not have that same energy for her thinking that she's Shrek? Why would you not have that same energy? Why now are you going? Oh no, you're not. You're not, and not encouraging that. If you're coming from a, a consistent place of love, then you would encourage your child no matter what they're doing. Your child isn't three years old and coming up to you and going, "Mom, I want to go to the NHS and get my dick cut off so I can be a, a man, so I can be a, a woman, because I want to fuck pussies." Wow, that would be a lot. That would be a lot, and I would question the whole environment which your child, which you are b- nurturing your child into them even expressing that to you. That is not what is happening. Children are always, every day, saying, I'm this and I'm that. And it does change. For you to then have only object when it comes to like trans things is it's it's hate. It's hateful. It is projecting your own hate, your own homophobia and transphobia onto them. And what that will do is just stop your child from speaking to you openly and honest because on and honestly, because already at from the age of three, they're communicating something to you, which unfortunately is a sensitive subject because a lot of the world is trash when it comes down to transgender and um Anything that deviates from being straight sexually, uh, you want to you want to move mad with it like and this so that you what you're essentially doing, even though you said it's dangerous for you to encourage that. What you're doing is even more dangerous because, you know what, now you're teaching your child from three that you come to me with something which I don't really agree with or whatnot, then I'm going to tell you no and shut you down. That is then teaching your child to hide things from you, feel guilt about it, feel like what they're doing is a sin. This is why... Uh, you know, and you know Lopez. Look at him. He comes from an eth- he's he's. I don't know where he's from, but Lopez is not a Caucasian name. Okay, he's ethnic, and this is such a big thing within the eth- within ethnic Black uh, Asian communities where. Children don't feel comfortable at all about saying, "Oh, Mum, Dad, I think I might be gay. I think I might be lesbian. I think, you know, I think I'm a boy. I think I'm a girl." So, if from three years old you're already not supporting and loving your children when it comes down to things on that matter, then where where where, where do you expect them to be? Where do you expect your relationship to be in the future? Yet you're telling us that you think it's dangerous to essentially just support your children in their decisions. Again, we're not saying the three year old's going to come to you and be like, "Mum, I feel like a like a girl." Is gonna to go to the mum, but like, I feel like a boy. Okay, the mum supporting and loving that three-year-old isn't going. Okay, wicked. Let's go and let's start the process now. It's about going. Yeah, cool. If you feel like that, cool. Because yesterday you felt like you. You yesterday you thought you was a, a ice cream cone, but you didn't start acting moving mad when they said that. You're like, okay, yeah, go on. Like, keep out the sun. Don't melt. Just be that same supportive parent when your child says something like that. Period. What is dangerous is, is uh, making them keep that inside and making them feel like it's wrong for expressing that. Like, no, fuck you, man. Like, I know this isn't the get, the get the Belt segment, but yeah. And I feel like it goes, It's it has a lot to say about the community and the world that we live in when it comes down to trans people. Like, like, we need to just listen to, we need to listen to them. Like, you know, look at Lavone Cox. She's gone through so much shit and she's spoken about how she feels and how she was, um, you know, when she was growing up, she couldn't just like be herself. And it comes down to people like you now in 2019. You're still telling this three-year-old no, and you're telling, you're saying it's dangerous. Since then, he's released an apology, or his publicist, or whoever the fuck wrote it. I don't agree with it. You just want to keep on getting money. Understandable. Um, I don't, I don't agree. Um, you came out and you said you're sorry and like you're learning and you are here for the LGBTQ, blah, 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 whatever. Well, you're clearly not. Your initial statement where you said, you know, I feel like you need to come from a place of love, that's all you need to do. And loving is supporting no matter what. So if your three-year-old comes up to you and says they feel like whatever, unless they're saying they feel like they're a murderer or a racist, then you know what? Maybe say no to that because that is actually wrong. Being trans is not wrong. Being gay, being lesbian is not wrong. Being, you know, a polar bear at three years old also is not wrong. I feel like, you know, love goes hand in hand with discipline and. I'm not saying you have to discipline your child. Well, yeah, when you when your child comes up to you and says at three years old that they want to be a rapist, you know, let them know that that is not <laughs> it's not OK. When it comes down to fucking being if I feel like a boy, if feel like a girl, whatever, love and support them. That's all you need to do. Just love and support your kids and stop projecting your hatred, your transphobia, your homophobia, your racist, uh, your sexism. Stop enforcing that onto these little kids. Let them just grow up and have a good sense of uh, a good bond and a good sense of trust and safety with their family members, especially their parents. Like, wow. Do you know how many people I know that cannot speak to their parents about... Relationships or their sexuality or anything Like they can't, they've had to hide it Because they don't feel comfortable They feel like they'll be judged by their families That's not love, hun (laughs) It's quite toxic, to be honest So yeah, he's issued an apology I didn't accept it Hopefully he learns Who knows, the world is trash Not all the time, not all the time So, uh, we have a new judge on uh, this country's uh, Strictly Come Dancing. A lovely little black lady by the name of Motsi Mabuse. um, And she's replacing Strictly's Darcy Bustle. Now, Louis Spence came, twirled on into the room and decided to open up his big mouth and be like, oh, she's a nobody. She doesn't deserve. Um, I know people that would be way better than that. They only picked her because she's black. Uh, Just do nonsense Just really do nonsense Um, And went on to say Oh you know Like these TV shows Are ticking all the diversity boxes They're not ticking the boxes That are right for the show Etc, etc Like Right Louis Spence You don't think she's good for the show Yet she's already had Two years of being a judge On the same show But in Germany The guy that you Said, should have got the job. Uh, who's danced on the BBC um, English show, uh, Debuk or Debecke? I don't watch the show, I don't know. Um, Anton, Anton Debecke. He's been dancing on the show. Tell me why, Spence, that your brethren's been dancing on the show, dancing on the show for all these seasons, but never has he been asked to do it. Hmm? Never. You're saying that uh, he would have been great because he's got the personality, the big wit. Uh, and then he went on to say that Craig Revel um, Horwood, he's the villain. Then you've got Bruno Tognoli, uh He's the camp queen. And then you've got Shirley Ballas. She's all being serious. Then you would have had Anton, who really knows what he's talking about. So the lady who's already been a judge for two years, she wouldn't know what she's talking about either. Is that what you're trying to say? Okay. Doesn't make sense And not only had she danced on that And not only did she judge on that show for two years But she'd also danced on it as well And not for years and years like your brethren She only danced for a good couple seasons One, two, three And then they were like, rah like We could do with a judge like you You've you've done the dancing Now let's do judge But you're telling me she he knows what he's talking about But she doesn't She already has experience, brethren Why are you talking about Louis Spencer? Louis Spencer, whatever your name is I feel like you should just stick to doing your five, six, seven, eight in pineapple, and just just stop just stop your talking nonsense on on on, on online or wherever you're doing your talk talk. Also, our girl, our sis, our good sis, Motsi Mabuse. Not only has she danced on and judged already in the Germany uh, television show of uh, Strictly, she's also. A professional dancer herself, and she holds titles like she's a championship South African championship. Let's just get it. Let's just clear this up, okay? Our good sis Mercy Mabuse is a former South African champion and German Latin champion as dancer. Okay, so all of this, she's a nobody. Hun, she's got credentials, she's got awards, she's got experience being a judge on this same goddamn show, and she's also got experience dancing on the show. So all of this, oh, they only hired her because she's black and she's a nobody. Go and double jeté and pirouette, no, go and uh, pirouette back to Pineapple, do a nice jeté End it with a layout and end back in the office or in the studio there, and keep your really ridiculous opinions to yourself. Because at the end of the day, she's got experience. Why are you hating on a on, on, on a girl trying to say oh she's just ticking a box because because she's black? You as a gay man, surely you would know know better than this. That's what like someone's saying. Oh, they're just honing because he's gay. None of your opinions made sense, Miss Lou, uh, Mister Louis Spence, whatever. I am very, very glad that we've got a black judge. It's about fucking time on that show because, you know, often these sports or these creative... Because dancing is a sport. Uh, you need to be an athlete to do that. It's crazy, the things that they do to their bodies. I, as a dancer, no, Could never do the, some of the crazy shit that they do. But props to you. And, you know, a lot of these things go hand in hand with whiteness. People think, oh, yeah, that's like a, a white... Uh, like, ballroom. Oh, white people. No, black people out here doing that as well, sis. Just like skiing. Just like the, the swimming. Like... It might not be as popular, but we are here too. So we need to be we need to be represented, and it's really really good that the BBC have taken her on. And I'm for once I'm applauding the BBC because they've come out and said, you know what? No, we find this actually really quite offensive, Mister what Mister not Walsh, Louis Walsh, <laughs> Mister Lu- Spencer or Sp- Mister Louis Spence. And we picked the best candidate for the show. We know what we're doing, and in this case, yes, they did. And it's great to have a black. Woman on there That knows what she's talking about Not like what they did with Mel B On fucking uh, What's that show? X Factor Like you're judging singers But yet your voice is really questionable it, You know It don't make no sense Like our good boy Bruno Mars said featuring Cardi B it Don't make no sense Oh no that's not even with Cardi B Oh no it is Anyway our sis is a black woman representing our people, other black women in this field and has credentials. She's got champion sh- championships under her belt. Experience in this same show, as a dancer and as a judge. So I'm very, very excited for you to come on this show, sis. I might even do a few watches. It depends because, you know, it's not really my thing, but, you know, I want it to be, I'll want i come and do watch just for you. And Louis Spencer, Louis Spence. <laughs> I'm really struggling with this man's name. <laughs> You're calling her nobody, but look at you. I don't, need, I can't even remember your name. Do you get it? And this is how you're ending up in the press by 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 black a, a black woman. Let her come and get her check. Let her come and enjoy. And stop talking nonsense about she's nobody and isn't ticking boxes. Yes, she ticks the black box. The black box needs to be ticked. Period. Okay? We need some color and some seasoning on that judging table. And she's got experience. So why are you mad, Hun? Why are you mad? Are you mad because it's not you? <laughs> I don't know. Or your, or, your, or your gay friend? Mate, leave it out and let a good sis do the job. I'm very, very, very excited. Um, what else do we have uh, that has happened this week? Oh, yeah, Love Island. I don't even want to speak too much about it. But, yeah, we've had Love Island uh, come to a close. I was so vexed. I came out of the gym, stayed off of it. You know, I worked late. Uh, performing and all that. I came out of the uh, gym. I was like, I'm not going to go on social media because I want to like find out who won and all that. Come out, what I do? Open Instagram accidentally and then boom, straight away. Amber and Craig win, winners. I was pissed. So I haven't even seen any of the rest because I pissed myself off for finding out before it happened. But there's already been all these rumors about, you know, all the couples are already like, not all the couples, but Tommy and Molly have already split up. Uh, apparently they only received 25% of the votes to win. I feel like they won. Whether they are together for real or not, what I saw on TV, they look cute. I feel like they won, like, love. And love is better than money, even though that check would have been nice things. But I feel like the right person deserved it. Amber, you went in there, these niggas with LSD, aka light skin disease, light skin disorder, whatever you want to call it, they came and they tried you, hun, that Michael is a cunt, he came on and tried the fuck out of you, went into into that, that other villa, came back with that skinny girl and had you in your feelings, even though you felt assured, he really did LSD. And... Now the gag is he got voted off and you won and you've got you your nice little your nice little snowman who's just making you smile and doing nice things. I wish you nothing but the best, Amber babes. Apparently, uh, rumor has it she's relocating uh, with her new man to Ireland and live. Wow, nice things. And they've got the money and they've got the ty- that, that championship. The championship They've got the credit as you know Winners of Love Island I feel like you deserved sis You kept it 100 uh, You were tried by, these, by, by that Michael boy He must be feeling real bitter Because he partially is one of the reasons Why they've won this Because he put you through the shit And you came out on top So we thank God that he did that to you sis Because look at all the nice things you have now You've got your nice little white man with a good little bod who makes you smile, makes you laugh, makes you feel nice things. You've got this this, this good, good money. You've won. Babes, (laughs) look at God. Like I said, the universe likes nice things. And you did nice things. He didn't. And what did he get? Backlash. Good. Um, And that's it for Mars Measures this week. So we would normally have, yeah, With cash, but obviously she's not here this week. Uh, So I'm just gonna jump straight into get the belt. My belt this week goes to Mr. Donald Trump and the shooters in America. So if you don't know already, there were two huge shootings which happened in America over the past, like, uh, in, in within 24 hours, one in Ohio and one in El Paso both, like, mixed or predominantly black areas, especially Ohio. Uh, And these killings were done by white men, uh, where at least, I think, 30 people have been killed, or maybe 36 now, and over 30 have been injured. Um, Again, in the media... Their uh, there's there, their faces aren't to be seen unless you like really do search for them. Had they have been black men, we all know they would have been everywhere. Even if a black man gets is is a suspect for something, not even confirmed. Like yeah, this man did it. His face is everywhere. We all know who who he is. You know. But white men go out and do it, and like you you don't see their face. You have to do search search. These hmm. so in El Paso on Saturday, uh. A a man with over 100, what was it called, 100 magazine bullets went out and killed bare people. He also posted online a letter which basically shared Donald Trump's rhetoric of white supremacy. You know, it it was loaded with words such as our country's infested with these immigrants, um like we need to cleanse it retete te he's clearly a trump supporter and while Trump has been in office, what he has done is create an environment, an overt environment where, he, you know, he, Trump was just at a rally the other day where for 13 seconds he allowed the, um, the con- not congregation, the people that were there at his rally to chant, send her home about one of the Muslim women in Congress. For 13 seconds, 13 seconds is a long time. Think one. Oh, now he didn't say stop. Even now. And we've only just reached 10 seconds. That's a long time. Chanting, send her home. Send her home. And he didn't do shit about it. Like we said earlier on in the the podcast, he was talking shit about uh, um, these women of Congress, all women of color, saying send them back to where they belong or send them back to where they came from. Again, incorrectly, because they were uh, three out of four of them were born in the States. Get your facts right. This is the president that refers to black countries as (laughs) shitholes. You know? So you're using all of these words, these loaded words about... And you're, and you're also demonstrating sh- bullshit at borders, separating kids from their parents, not letting people in. You know, when he first came into office, he stopped. He um, temporarily like, he put like a, a limit on a certain amount of people that could come and then absolutely said no to uh, certain Middle Eastern countries about letting them into the country. He has given the United States this environment which is open and facilitates and encourages violence against people of color uh, migrants and others, basically. So this man, this white man, that went out with this gun, twenty-one years old, um, uh, it's hate crime, which has been fueled by Donald Trump, in my opinion, because of all of the things that he said, all the things that he has done since been since he's been president, and the things that he encourages and speaks about and allows. Can you imagine a whole chant centre back? That This 21-year-old, if he would have been at the rally, you know he would have been there with his chest. Send her back, send her back, send her back, or however they speak. He would have been there saying that same chant whilst whilst Donald Trash is there laughing and then goes, oh, no, 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 come on, let's stop, let's stop now, let's get down to business. He's a white nationalist and has racist views. This is the killer and Donald Trump. Um... It's disgusting. The fact that it's, and Rihanna even said on fucking, on Instagram, where she dragged the president, rightly so, and said, can you, like she said, not verbatim again, but it's easier to get a gun to kill than it is to get a visa in this country. Wild. Wild, wild, wild. Again, Rihanna, thanks. I give. I am giving the belt to the media for not uh, giving the same treatment to uh, these um, the white men involved in these uh, racist uh, these hate crimes, um, but for not giving them the same treatment as they were to a black person if if they had done the same thing. And you know, we always when we think gun crime, whatever we think of blacks, but look when you really when you when you really look at it, it's white men. It's white men. With guns. Buying them at the corner stores and going out and doing wild things. And what does Donald Trump, to, to, to further to further it, when he speaks about it, yeah, he sent his condolences and said, you know, this isn't right, which is not. But what did he blame it on? Mental health. These men were sick. Do you know who is sick? You that came from your mother's vagina, your mum's crusty vagina. That uterus that you were born in is obviously sick because look at you. You are blaming this on mental health but watch a black person fuck up jussie smollett look at jussie smollett jussie man like jussie black brother jussie doing wild things where was you saying oh you know jussie's in a in a really hard uh in a in an environment and you know he's a black gay man and you know that is hard out here in these streets especially with someone like me as president <laughs> you know like you didn't blame that on no 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 mental illness did you <laughs> Why not? huh? Why does it not apply to a black man? But a white man goes out and shoots so many innocent people in a superstore. People, There's there's fucking interviews with children saying that, you know, my mum was there and I had to call an ambulance because my mum got shot and she was saying it was hurting her. Innocent people with the m- majority of them being Mexican and stuff. You see this white man do this and you say mental health, he's sick. Mental health. Donald Trump, you get the fucking belt and you'll never cease to get the belt until you're removed. And even from when you're removed from the White House, you'll continue to get the belt because I know you'll continue to do fuckery. I also, there was another shooting in um, Ohio. So the one that I just spoke about was in um, El Paso. Um... And there was also, and I'm reading this from the guiding, so there was a mass shooting in the early hours of Sunday, just 13 hours later, and a gunman in Dayton, Ohio, was wearing a body armor and carrying 100 bullet magazines to arm his high-powered rifle. What are you doing with a fucking rifle? Why can't you just get a rifle? Anyway, with law enforcement warning that he could have killed many dozens of people if he hadn't been shot by police within 30 seconds of open fire. We thank God. Within 30 seconds, but yet yeah, again, let's go back to the man that was just selling fucking CDs that was not armed, yet you killed him within 10 seconds, bruv. Why it's... Anyway. So the shootings were carried out just a week after the 19-year-old, also um, armed with a high-caliber rifle, opened fire at a popular annual food festival in Gilroy, and that was Northern California, and killing three and wounding others. <sighs> So, the gunman in Dayton, Ohio opened fire in the city's downtown area. It was around uh, 1 a.m. on Sunday, killing nine people. Uh, he was armed with a high powered ri- um, rifle and, like I said before, a 100 round magazine before police shot him dead. Uh, law enforcement named the Dayton shooter as 24 year old Connor Betts. <laughs> Betts' 20 year old sister, um, his 22 year old sister, Megan, was among the victims. <laughs> Can you imagine? The incident was in, still in the early ages of investigation. Uh but this one was too early to assign a motive. Uh the dayton police in chief. Uh Richard Bill said on Sunday, but Beale said the shooting did not appear linked to a biased motive. I the fact that they the fact that the president is not is is so against like Opposed to getting rid of like guns and stuff. Oh my God. You just need to get guns out. Like, just remove them. Remove you, remove the guns. It's mad. It's all fucking mad. The fact that you've got these men able to just go out, purchase a rifle, and go onto the streets and go to areas and just kill and just kill. Is just is disgusting, and it makes no sense. Like it makes none. Only reports even showed that there would have been red flags uh, with this the this bets guy gunman. Uh, where high school classmates, when they were speaking to uh, Associated Press, they were saying that bets had been suspended from school for creating a list of people he wanted to harm. Can like anyway. Uh, Donald Trump faced criticism on Saturday for hardly mentioning the Texas shooting, uh, having just sent a few short tweets and he was issuing a presidential uh, uh, proclamation to lower the flags at half mass. That's not enough. That is not enough. Your issue in the States is gun is gun crime and racism. So whilst you have a president that is giving a, a, a an environment of gi- allowing racism to feel accepted in society... And allowing guns to be purchased, this is what is going to continue to happen. Innocent people are going to die, like, continuously, like, continuously, sorry. And until this, th- these things change, until you remove the person that is giving way and birthing this atmosphere where you feel it's able to... Uh, express these white supremacists these racist views and statements and acts you are going to continue to get them whilst you have a president that does such and while you continue to have laws where you can just go out and buy a gun, people will go out and just buy guns and fucking do murder and massacre yet you're confused at why you've got why you, and, and, and you don't understand why you've got these things happening it's because of you Donald Trump. It's because of you. It's because of you. And it makes me sick. So my thoughts and prayers go out to all the people that were injured and their families. I think it's fucking sad. I think it's a fucking joke. I hope that just because he fucking went unfreed, helped to free man like um, ASAP Rocky, that people aren't fooled and tricked into believing, oh, by the way, I'm not racist. He is. He doesn't not he does not have um, the minorities health well-being, and lives as one of his priorities. He doesn't give a fuck. He was fucking playing golf somewhere when this happens. Can you imagine? He was fucking playing golf, like, and sending tweets back and forth with with Kardashian. Ah. Uh, my belt goes to you. It also goes to the shooters um, for just being hateful. And the fact that he decided to blame it on mental mental. Mm. maybe it was but that goes without saying like it doesn't like it goes without saying it's because of you giving them the freedom and the ability to think rah yeah like we do have these people invading our countries so let me go out and get this gun because you know Donald Trump says we should have guns and he agrees with me like send them back like no what the fuck and you're fueling it so yeah you will get the belt ugh it's really sad. It is really, really sad. You know what? We complain about the UK, and the UK is fucked up. Everywhere to some extent is fucked up. Just like us humans, we're not all perfect. Not, neither countries. But I want to say, like, even though it's a bit of a mess in this country, I thank God that you know you can't just go to the store and buy a gun. And because, uh, can you imagine? Like, nah. We have. I. I do thank God. It, it is dangerous here. It's dangerous everywhere. But my God, I hope that the UK never, ever, ever has access to guns where you can just go and legally do it. Of course, people still have guns here. There are shootings here. But it's like it's illegal and it's shock for someone to have a gun in the States It's every day. Like, like it's it's cool. So it's about the little things, you know, I really do appreciate that about the UK. I do sometimes walk places and I I can be weary and stuff, but wow, America. America, America. That is wild. So we've come to an end of another episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope the word of the week spoke to you. Um, I'm going to apply it this week. Uh, And yes, if you do have any questions... Uh, please email them in. We've not answered your questions for a while. Uh, so email, share, contact at getthebeltpod.com and we can read out those questions. If you have a melanin magnificence, share it with us. We love to put our people on and give you guys a platform. And if you want to give the belt to someone, email us too and go the fuck in. Swear. Let that clerk know. Let that corporation know. Whoever you want to give the belt to, give it 100 don't hold back and we could read it out on the show uh i've been your host miles i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i hope you inspired i hope you laughed hope you learned something. and yeah enjoy the rest of your week it's always so weird when i do this by myself this is the second time I'm doing it by myself but yeah i'm just sat here in the studio alone like ah oh, did that make sense like did 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 uh, am i just talking rubbish i don't know so let me know how I did again. Hopefully it was all right. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Um, I look forward to coming to the next week with Kashmir and myself. We'll be reunited. Uh, and yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do nice things. So guys, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember to email us if you have any questions or whatnot. Sh- subscribe, share, tell a friend, to share a friend. When you listen to this podcast... Do print screen or whatever it's called, screenshot on your iPhone or Android, sorry, uh, and share and say, you know, you're listening. Get taken to take into Twitter and like have a conversation. Like, we want to continue to grow and continue to share this show and this platform. Uh, yeah, that's it from me. I've got no other news. Um, I do quickly want to shout out I'm sat here right now with a piece of artwork which was made for me, I put it on my Instagram story um, a few days back but a a couple of, on Saturday night after my show um, the artist by the name of Sweet Insanity Arts came to the theatre to give me the printed version of the picture that she drew of me and I just want to say yeah I look buff I can't even lie, I don't know how she did it but you did some real magic on this one girl like, you made me look like real nice things. Like, I would swipe right. Like, that th- th- is a shot. I'm going to upload it. I've already uploaded it, but I'm going to, like, upload it, like, to my actual page because it's great. Like, you're so talented. The colours, like, the oranges and the browns and the golds and the way you did my hair and my face. Like, it's n- you did a really good job, babes. And I've never, ever, ever, like, been painted like this before, like, without even asking. I was like, wow, you really, in your spare time, you went and thought I was worth drawing. <laughs> So it, it means a lot to me Like I love it And yeah It's great I'm going to get it framed And like I'll take a picture And put it on my Instagram story So you can see But yeah Shout out to you You're an amazing artist uh, Give her a follow on Instagram And thank you so much For my picture I fucking love it It's great And I'm going to show my nan as well She'll probably like it too <laughs> Right guys I've been Miles uh, The host of Get the Belt Podcast I hope you enjoy the rest of your week uh keep on surviving keep on being great keep on being whatever you are white black puerto rican asian whatever you are continue standing in your truth continue to be you continue to grow continue to get that bag continue to do to to do you love yourself love others and yeah you've been listening to get the belt